Awesome. All right. Well, we are jumping right into Q&A, so feel free to stick around and you can hold Bruce's feet to the fire, uh, whether you're at home or in-house. And so the number's right up there, 360-447-8474, song to be written soon. Um, and here's the guy. Hi, guy. Hi, the guy. Hi, guy. Hi, guy. All right. right. So, Is that old right guard commercial? I don't, you're the one who told me, I know it from medicine a reference. Medicine cabinet, they yeah. went, hi guy. Hi guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, well, there you go, sacred hatred. Hate. I, I know, boy, what a delicate subject you have to, like you said, I mean, it's one of those ones where you think you get a grip of it and you're like, well, I think it might be a little more nuanced than that. You gotta make sure you know exactly. Oh, and in that sermon meeting, you know, that was a great sermon meeting because all three of us just kept like piling up the, but then what do you do with this? But then what do you do with this? Yeah. And, and I just love that our focus in those sermon meetings is plowing through the Bible to try and figure out what the Bible says. Right. My grandsons are here. You want to oh, come up here? Oh my goodness. You want to come up here and give me a hug? Grandsons. Oh, come here. Oh, look Hello. at that. Chips this is Ahoy. Walt and Buster. Walt and Buster. Mm -hmm. I've heard they spent, tell. They spent the night with me, and we watched Swiss Family Robinson. The old Disney Swiss Family yes. Robinson with the coconut bombs? Yes. That was. I almost watched it this weekend. I loved that movie when I was a kid. Okay. Oh, it's so I gotta good. Get back. Love ya. Bye, Papa. Bye. And here's my grandchildren. Nope. <laughs> not even my kids. They're okay. Not, yeah. Yeah. Good. We'll keep it that way. Um, yeah. Great. Great sermon on a very touchy subject. On a touchy and interesting. I mean, it is fascinating though because um, I love. There's that book that's in your office that I've never bought that I always should. That's that hard sayings of the Bible. Yeah. Because um, these are some of those ones that we love to just read past because I go, what do you do with that? I, do I not hate them with perfect hatred? Right, right. I, do you? I don't know. I like, ground them as fine as this. I poured them out oh, like mud in the streets. You, Praise be to God, huh? Yeah, I, I love also the... <laughs> set, set to a tune, you know? Just, uh -huh. But, but um, you, just the way that you read it and stressed it... it until they were destroyed. Oh, they cried for help, but oh, yeah. no, I <laughs> oh, got yeah. them good. They were like, please, God, help us, please. And I'm like, oh, you're dead. And when you hear that, I, am, I flash right back to cynical Noah on the other side of the fence, pointing a finger at Christians going, are you kidding me? How are you, how are you saying the things that you're saying out of one side of your mouth, that God is love and that Jesus is yeah, here and, and you got that. saving? And then you have that in your book that says, oh, you gotta just kill them all. And I'm, <laughs> that is irreconcilable, unless you let them finish talking. Right, let them finish the sentence. Because we were looking at that very verse, and I'm ignoring, I read the first part, but I kind of ignored the, the necessity yeah. of David starting by saying, look, all of his laws are in front of me. Yeah. I've not turned from any of his uh, precepts. Right. Like, you're gonna really need to know that for what I'm about to sing. And then he sings it, and then he ends it with, now search my heart and see if there's any wicked way in me. It's like, any wicked way? Uh, exhibit A, <laughs> the song you just sang. Yeah. Okay. yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. See, to hate, and the Bible uses different definitions. And we say, well, now it all has to be interpreted by our current. No, it doesn't. It has to be interpreted by itself. Right. And it, that... When you understand that the first thing, the first thing you do is never allow hate, condemnation in your heart for the person. Okay, we start yeah. there. 
So you don't have that, right? You have a righteous heart? Okay, now really hate that group. Right. He's like, but with no what's hate. What's left? Of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what, how I left? know. That's how I know what I hate. Yeah. Right. He's like, oh, you mean like come against what they're doing? Yeah, those guys that are, uh, uh, they're breaking into widows' houses and they're stealing orphans and selling them into slavery. Yeah, you, you for know? that? No. no. But you do don't you, have hate in your heart. Do you kind of like it? Yeah. I hate it. Do you hate them? Yes. Oh, oh, now that's bad. Yeah, yeah. You can't have hate in your heart, but you should hate that they're kidnapping orphans and selling them into slavery. Right. You should hate it so much that it makes you go and see all, that it makes you go and defend them. But right. to defend them, why well, I'd have to like take a two by four over the head to those guys. Okay. Yeah, right. But how do I do that without hating them? Well, I, you better figure it out. I think, yeah, <laughs> and you're, you're, you know, the uh, cancer analogy is probably the closest that uh, really makes sense of all that stuff because you can be riddled with cancer and so you just hate all of that cancer in someone, but you have, no, you love the patient. You love that patient. And I, I think that's and, a really... And the more uh, they are consumed by the cancer, the more your heart goes out for them. And if it's your child, you're consumed with the thought of, I, I wish I could take their place. Right, right. He's like, oh, so you get Jesus a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the way he sees sin. Like, oh, I'm getting away with sin. I'm getting away with a little cancer. Right, right. And I think that's good because then that, like, that your, your picture with the sniper at someone and all of that loaded in, you feel exactly that. Like, oh, What are you boy. aiming at? Yeah. I mean, are you I aiming just, at the person? Oh, I hate, you know, I love this guy. Like, this is a, one of God's children, and I know all the capacity in him for good is there, but boy, but I got to put for him war. down. You got to stop there's the t- evil at work. See, and now you may disagree with certain wars and all that, and that's a whole another conversation. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But if we just take the premise that, okay, somebody has, is doing something really, really evil to innocent people, and we're commanded to go protect them, and these guys aren't going to, these pirates aren't going to give up easily. Right, right. Uh, it's going to be a gunfight. Okay. Yeah. So now I got him in my sights. What am I aiming at? Am I aiming at that person because I hate him? Or am I aiming at the evil actions that they're committing and feel sad that you have to die for it? Right. That's a very hard thing to achieve. Oh, boy. And that's what Jesus was trying to help them achieve. It's like, let's just start with face slapping. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right, (laughs) Because that's hard enough. If one of you know that, you know, you've accepted Jesus as your Messiah... And these guys, and you're speaking truth of scripture, and these guys haul off and smack you across the face publicly, and you're a teenager. Yeah. If you're not, if you haven't been praying for them and working to love your enemies and praying for your own heart, you're just going to punch the guy in the face. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Okay. A uh, couple questions one uh one's here's an interesting question uh how how could that many people on a hillside hear jesus's sermons um i'm trying to think of something funny and i got nothing (laughs) (laughs) uh you can still go to that same hillside and they do this uh y'all sit down the hillside and a person stands up there and with the water on a calm day it creates kind of a natural amphitheater effect and you speak loud but when you speak, it's like everyone can hear. But you can imagine, this is funny, we're used to the age of uh, microphones and speakers. And right. so we go to concerts and events and everyone's talking to each other. If you would have been there, I, I don't know if we've ever experienced something like this, where there's 10,000 people jammed in mm-hmm. this place, 
And if you closed your eyes, you wouldn't think anyone was there. Right. Because if they don't do that, they can't hear him. And if someone's making noise, well, they just pick him up and what do you call that when you do this? <laughs> Crowd, Crowd surf, surf him, him out of there. Yeah, yeah. into the uh, Sea of Galley. And so <laughs> it would be so weird to be in a group that size and it's silent. And then there's the guy up on the hillside and it's calm in the water and he just speaks. And it's like, we can all hear him. Yeah. Also, he used to take a boat and go out into the sea and they would stand yeah. on the shore. And that's another classic way they used to teach because when the water's calm, you know how you ever been on a boat and how your voice carries? Oh, yeah. It carries. Yeah. That's so, how. yeah, so yeah, you're on a hillside, kind of a natural amphitheater, you know, Area. help. And then you've got, yeah, the water. I remember you saying that. I really, I, I relate to that. I remember being fishing in Alaska and you're seeing somebody like, I don't know, half a mile away and you can just hear their music coming <laughs> at you from across the water. So. Yeah. It's like he knows everything. Okay, if a person is doing obvious evil, how are we to show love for the person but also show hate for their actions? Um, it doesn't say show love. It says don't have hate in your heart. There's a big difference. If there's a guy mugging somebody in an alley and he's you know, 220 pounds of muscle and it's me and there's no one else going to save him, yeah. um, I'm going to take the two by four and try to sneak up and crack him over the head. Hard to show love. Now, it may be that after he goes down, I call an ambulance and, You're you know, a classic case, if a policeman shoots someone because they have to, to to stop them, what do they do? They immediately then call for medical aid to try Let's and help save them. Save the life of this because person. Because they're yeah. not trying to stop the life, they're trying to stop the action, the activity. Right. So it isn't that you show them love, it's that you don't have hate. And if you have an opportunity to do good, you're ready to because you don't hate them. All you, all you stand against, all that you hate is the evil that they're doing. And so sometimes in order to overcome that, there's no place to show love. Yet. So like you said, though, there might be a time. First, right. it's time to do this. Immediately after, maybe they're incapacitated, now show them love. Like you can take off your coat, put it under their head. It's like, uh, right, and the guy right. goes, wait a minute, why, why would, you know, he finally comes to his, why would you be I'm going to come at you. And you give him another whack and <laughs> yeah. back to that time, but you have to. And then it's, then it's love again. <laughs> yeah, read the room. <laughs> That's the love-hate relationship. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, it, it can be that difficult and fast to know that, yeah. like to shift gears and say, but I, but I bring up, to... they bring up a really good, uh, interesting angle on this. It doesn't say show love. You know? Yeah, if, yeah. Now, if we can, great. But when it, we're confronting evil and we're commanded to hate the evil and right. the actions, there's nowhere where it says, and remember, David, to show them love while you're you know, shooting them with your arrows. It's like, that's, that's not that time. Yeah, not simultaneously. Now, they'll know us by our love, and that's another, this is actually a really good mm. point for like, what another unique out of this world who, who knocks someone out and then goes are you okay let's just take care of you right what a new interesting dimension of love that you would only see in somebody because everyone else would be torturing them They're like oh to good the he's down and, let's finish and the let's job hang yeah. his head up on a pole and do all this and the jews directed by god they're showing mercy to their enemies once they're captured once they've yeah. overcome them and done have done what god said it's like you're showing mercy to what we a, don't hate you. Right, yeah. Well, again, what a foreign love. What do you, what is this? Like, that doesn't that's good. compute. Yeah, that's a, a really. What else we got going there? Okay. Um, how does today's lesson relate to the death penalty in crime and punishment? I think it would relate very well. Um, 
A lot of people think that uh, the, one of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not kill. Mm-hmm. And that's not. That's not one of the Ten Commandments. It's thou shalt not murder. And there's a big... So the Bible doesn't contradict itself when it says thou shalt not murder. And then there's a time to kill and a time to heal. It doesn't say there's a time to murder. Right. The Bible uh, sees a big difference between killing and murdering. Murdering is when you take an authority to kill out of hate in your heart. And that's always wrong and sinful. Yeah. But then there are times uh, like in war or you're going after evil bad guys who won't surrender where you may have to kill them to stop the evil. So, well then... To- and so the death penalty, yeah, would just be if you're in a country where you're saying, look, we have the death penalty for those who murder um, and seeing people think that that's a big, uh, what do you call it, self-contradiction. You're killing them because they killed. Well, no, you're mixing up kill and murder again. Right, right. There's a death penalty consequence for taking someone's life because we want to communicate that, that life has that much value. We don't want to communicate that we hate you this much. Right. We want to communicate that life is so precious that if you take it, you have to trade it for yours. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I, so it's a difficult question. Though, I'm I not can saying see pro or against. I'm yeah. saying that's the, that's the that's thinking di- behind it. And it's because it would seem like with this sort of directive, then, um, well, we've done exactly what you need to do. We have to remove them, you know, incarcerate them for, <laughs> so that they can't hurt somebody and at that point shouldn't our efforts be focused on loving if there was only one murderer that ever existed in our lifetime then yes why would we kill him but it's not just it's again it's not that we're really going to rub this guy's nose in it yeah it's the thinking behind it is i can argue it both ways yeah the thing behind it is it's preventative it's showing to any would-be murderers don't and so, you know, and then there's an argument made for how effective that is. I'm not talking about which one's right or wrong. I'm talking about what is the thinking behind right, it. Right, right, right. And there is a biblical stance for that. Yeah, yeah. That's an, that's a, for both sides. Any of these uh, questions that we continue to debate over the years and years and years is because of exactly that. It's difficult to ferret out. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, we'll just move on. Um, Oh, so what, be- didn't you think I answered that? Was that not a good enough? <laughs> no, it is. We'll, we'll just can, move on. We'll move on. It's, it, it is a hard one because, like you said, you can find yourself sort of mm-hmm. making a case for both sides of it. Um, I don't know. Because I haven't heard my... I <laughs> know, <laughs> I don't want to start having <laughs> Now that I argument. agree. Um, somebody, kudos to whoever manages the streaming service and Q&A. Agreed. I think every once in a while we should just... Uh, there's the people here who are working on this stuff are so great. I just want to, yeah, give whatever. A, <laughs> uh. <laughs> a big appreciation to the crew, everybody back there is so awesome for sticking around and, and continually. We're working bugs out every they are. single week. Not me, I do nothing and I get all the yeah, benefit. Yeah. And you guys are just constantly tweaking stuff, and yeah, Michael and Colin coming and to me for money. Are sh- and Ken, <laughs> they're all, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. Daddy. Here's my, I'll <laughs> sign that one, yeah. Okay, let's see. I think that might be uh, it that I got right here. So go ahead and text in if you guys want to get one in under the wire. Okay, anything um, else you have? Oh, oh, yeah, I got a lot of interesting notes. I thought that was good. We must work to save the sinful as we work to slay the system. And so I love how you put that right before 
the surgeon, you know, mm -hmm. cutting out the cancer because it's exactly that delicate. It is. That it's, it's something that requires, I mean, why it's preached so much, why Jesus had to come and walk us through it is like that apprenticeship is because you're going to nick an artery. You know, you're going to do something wrong. It is so hard to separate those two and treat you got to look at everything he's doing. And so you see Jesus just outright mocking the religious rulers. You're a bunch of snakes. You're, a bunch yeah. of, you're like a whitewashed tomb. You <laughs> swallow a camel. You let a, or what is it? You, you strain out a gnat and you let a camel pass yeah. through. Um, oh, don't throw stones at the woman caught in adultery. Mm. Let's just be kind to her. It's like, so you yell and make fun of the religious who are trying their best. And then the gal that's just flaunting it. You free, what? He goes, right. no, no, this is all one very consistent philosophy here based on scripture. It's like, these guys are way worse than her. Yeah, yeah. And they're not, they're, they're the cobras with the plugged ears, which is, I love that biblical picture. You guys are like cobras right. with your fingers in your ears. <laughs> it doesn't say that, it says stopped ears, who won't listen to the charmer who is charming ever so eloquently. Uh, She's just a sinner, like the tax collectors, the people he, that he hung out with. It's like, you're just a person that got caught and is sorry and had a near-death experience and probably really ready to change your life. Right. These jokers, they're going to hang me. Yeah. They can't shut me up. They can't stand me. They can't win at arguing, so they're going to just kill me. Yeah. Anyway. Um, somebody said, uh, excellent point about how trust has little to do with love. Um, yeah, that yeah. Was, that's another eye-opener. I love that example, too. I, yeah. it, I love, I love <laughs> yeah. when the premise gets a laugh before you've even made the joke. It's like, you're for, you may really Because we know love, where you go. You're like, ah, like, oh, You yeah, may really love your 14-year-old daughter's 16-year-old male friend. And that got a laugh. It's like, oh, you all know where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah. they're, everyone's making up their yeah, own. Guys, yeah. You instantly know the point. Well, yeah, you can love him and you ain't trusting that kid. <laughs> uh, if you're a man, you Because I know him. what's in the heart of every man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we've all been 16. Uh-huh. So. Um, yeah, that was really good. Uh, also, I wanted to say um, this, this, how you wrap it up here at the end and, and kind of do a little bookend here of uh, be angry, do not sin, be, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, rightly dividing, rightly dividing. the word of truth. Now, again, one of the, the um, core things that you've sort of developed here is that idea of how scripture does interpret scripture. Harmonize it. When harmonized correctly. Right. Now, one of, and, and, and I was fascinated. You don't when harmonize I, it according to agenda. Uh-uh. And, and when you read the New Testament, you see that, you know, Paul does it all the time. He brings together a bunch of scriptures and pieces, piecemeals them together to make a point. And you go, right, that is exactly how it's supposed to work. And so I've, I've loved that idea that this is such uh, the thrust that'll get us to a deeper, newer understanding of everything. But wait a second, what a great hold your horses, yellow light caveat. You can do you, it wrong. You can't just take two scriptures and put them together. You can't. Or you, and you, did you like my picture of Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah, that's this it. This is what they're doing. It's a monster. They've made a monster. But they're quoting script. I'm just quoting two scriptures. Love your neighbor. Hate your enemy. What? Yeah. A and, scripture. And, and who else talks like that? I mean, I, I'll never forget the old scripture battle up on that. Oh, yeah. You know, the... the enemy says, well, doesn't, uh, doesn't your scripture say this? You know, like, <laughs> right. And wouldn't you like to hear it this way? And you just go, that's it. 
That is, that's it. You need to, for the deeper understanding, harmonize these things and, and let it interpret and explain itself. But the devil's right there going, how did you, which ones do you want to put together? How do you want to hear that? And I am, I mean, it is such a great instruction and um, warning at the same yeah. time. Well, Ezekiel, what is it? Ezekiel 310, son of man, receive, I say this one all the time, receive every word I've spoken into your heart. Every word I've spoken, receive, receive every word I've spoken into your heart and have ears to hear. Yeah. Because if you just pick a scripture here and there, you can't hear what God's saying because he'll say a little something else over here and a little something else if you receive every word. And I think that's exactly what Jesus was talking about when he's talking about becoming like a child to enter into the kingdom. Scripture makes it very clear. We can't understand God's mind. And so you don't go into it to understand it. You go into it to know it. Because any child can know the stories. Yeah, right. And we get all caught up trying to understand it when we don't even have all of it loaded. Right. It's like, how about you just spend the rest of your life loading the scriptures in, just knowing it, knowing the stories, knowing the people. And hey, if you get done with that before you die, then start. Then it, it'll start rewriting itself in your head and in your heart like he promises because you'll have ears to hear. Um, here's a good question. But... What are the <laughs> any question that starts with but? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I, I got you. But uh, what are the weapons of our warfare? Which warfare? Because uh, if you're talking spiritual warfare, that's I, I, very I think, different than physical warfare. I think in the I would imagine in that spiritual warfare sense, like how do you come against love, prayer? Uh, when it's time to speak, you know, there's time to be silent, time to speak, confrontation, loving confrontation. Uh, but. Yeah, and how do you, so how would you affect loving change in something that, you know, is, that you hate, that you, uh, you know, that is against mm-hmm. God? How do you right. affect that change? What are the, what are the things, yeah, both here and, you know, down here and up there that you can do to lovingly you know, up there, what's up there? I mean, when I say spiritually or oh. of the... Of the <laughs> what do you do up there? Well, when I go to heaven, <laughs> then I'll... Right, I'm going to call in a few favors. I'm going to send down a lightning bolt is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, like when I say, you know, like you say, you know, prayer, those types of things where you love. are... Love. Yeah, I still feel like that. Love, joy, there. peace, Our patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, yeah. self-control. If you focus that on your enemies, right. they can't not love you. Eventually. Right. So, but you might not ever change them. Right, right. So how would, uh, some example of how that might manifest in your daily life. How would you, how would you use this place to do those fruits okay. of the Spirit? Um, I think the best example is if they slap you, turn the other cheek. Not like you're going to make a point, but just like, I probably deserve that. Go ahead, slap this side. They, because they won't. You stop them in their tracks. The guy's so angry. Swap. And it's like, oh, here, if I deserve it, do it again. Right. What are you doing? Right. Well, obviously, I've really made you mad, and I'm sorry, and, uh, but you know I believe what I'm saying. That kind of loving action is incredibly powerful. We don't employ it hardly right. ever because we don't pray for our enemies, and therefore we are not prepared. I know. I like that one. Yeah, I mean, it's, we, we see things, we make big uh, historical figures out of people like Gandhi because you go, how did he get what he got done without nuking people? Mm-hmm. That's not how we get stuff done. But 
believe it or not, wherever it comes from, the fruits of his spirit are incredibly powerful, you know, when exhibited and you on look the at these guys now, uh, and of course Jesus, the way they treated the Pharisees, who showed nothing but contempt and hatred for him, was just that, just show love, knowing they're going to kill him. Yeah. Knowing that it's going to look like we're losing that battle. But on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 men said, what must we do to be saved? Peter says, well, you're the ones who killed him. These are the guys. Right. And it's like, that's when it was time to cash in those chips. And it's like, well, what should we do? Well, sadly, what we usually are asking is, what can I do right now to get him to do what I want? Right. Where God goes, yeah, I don't ever really work that way or think that way. I'm hoping that your heart will grow to the point where you're saying, uh, how can I show them love and sacrifice in such a way that maybe I, you know, if they kill me, they'll know that if they kill me, <laughs> right. You know, that's how far away we are from actually right. wanting to right, show right. that kind of love. And I'm not saying you need to show that kind of love. Well, and so uh, then maybe also unpack the idea of Jesus was, you know, unto death loving, which does kind of sound like the John Lennon, you know, pacifist, because he could have just said, I'm going to call down those legions of angels and we're going to get this thing done because that would be loving to what we're doing. You know, like that's, he has every right to hate us there. So why that mercy in that time? Uh, because it was against himself and he had come to be the sacrifice. But when he saw that same or even a minor bit of it being focused on someone else, like the woman caught in adultery, then he was a different person. It's, yeah. uh, no, no, you won't. Right, but then right. for himself, he would run hide. You know, they were going to stone him. They picked up stones, so he hid. It's like, man, you don't see that in the movies. Jesus yeah. hiding. What, is he afraid? No. He's afraid of what he would have to do to stop them because it's not time yet. Gosh, good point. Because just what you're saying is how often does he say, it is not yet my time. Right. It's not my time. And they picked up time. stones and he's like, oh my gosh, I got to hide. And Jesus is crawling under the chairs. He's like, well, you look like a coward. And he goes, oh, the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. You do not want to stone me today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll just, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They, their heads melted. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. mean, what can't I do? Yeah. No, and that's, so, that's... But, but that's because that was on himself. He came to defend the poor. Right. I mean, he's just constantly standing up for the, the poor and all. He is not John Lennon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that's that a it? good, yeah, that's a good spot right there. Good stuff. I know. So what are we, are we going to do more of this I, next you week? You know, I mentioned this morning about his mostly teenage disciples, and I haven't taught for a long time about those disciples. Yeah. And got a couple comments about teenage disciples. It's like, oh, I might have to just talk about, because there's some other, uh, you've heard, but I say, and we'll look at that. And, but maybe we'll lean into, I, I, I would like to refresh the church and myself just on. Yeah, because you had that picture right at the beginning where I go, oh, that's, I you got to keep remembering. Every time we hear that, when we tell a story and you think it's a bunch of crusty old men who are just like, well, what do I got to lose? I'm 100 yeah. years old. <laughs> no, you don't. You're a 13. Like, golly. 13 on up. Jeepers, Jesus. You know, are we really got, I, which P.S. Again, Peter, 
Peter, Peter, Peter. Love Peter to death because he's so representative of how I feel most of us would be. And I love the portrayal of him. You just said to get a sword. Like, you just, just said <laughs> you it. You just like, said it. It's the only reason I have it. I'm trying to be bold <laughs> here. Like, keep, what do you want? I'm always a cog off. And, and, and how much is that for all of us where we're like, full of zeal, I'm going to do the thing. And then you're like, well, how come it's not going the way that I thought it was going to go? And he's like, oh, sweet Bruce. You know, just your time just a little, is always off. Every one of us is just a little cog off. So. It's a good note to end on. Yeah. Love y'all. See y'all. you next Sunday. Yeah, you will. See him. See him.